the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray it's being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called walking through your open door. There's a definite advantage to being a child of God. One of the many advantages is having a God who does things for us that nobody else can do. One of the things that God does for us that nobody else can do is open doors of opportunity like nobody else can do. Doors that nobody can close once they've been opened for me and you. Doors that he opens so that we can walk through and receive as well as achieve all the awesome things that God has planned and prepared for me and you. That's why it's so important that we learn to walk through the doors of the opportunity that God opens for me and you. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Walking Through Your Open Door. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Satan can manipulate what you see. That's why you got to remind yourself on a regular basis what God said. Because as you remind yourself on a regular basis of what God said, it will give you a view of what's available to you, which will cause you to be able to see what God said. And because of that, you'll be able to move forward into what God has in store for you. You have to see what God said more than you see what Satan is saying to you. You got to see what God said. You got to know it. That's why that, remember that uh, was uh, the things that you have heard, which means to understand. It's got to be sure on the inside of you. You got to know it. Well, God wants you to know it so that you can be able to move forward into what God has in store for you. Go over to Second um, Peter chapter 3. 2 Peter chapter 3. See, you got to remind yourself over and over and over again of what God says to you. That's why he put that behold next to the fact that he opened the door for you. Why? Because you need to gaze intently upon, put your focus upon, stare at, and constantly be reminded of the fact that God has opened a door for you. Of course, this right here, this account right here is where uh, Peter is talking about the last days and what's going to occur in the last days. But we can derive from that what it is that we need to do as we begin to start moving forward into the open door that God has in store for us. Start reading chapter 3, verse 1. It says, this second epistle, beloved, I now write unto you, in both which I stir up your pure mind by way of remembrance. He wants to stir it up, stir up that gift that's within you. Stir up that word that God placed in you. Because, see, if you don't, uh, if you allow the word of God to become sedimentary in you or stop being stirred up, it will drop down to the bottom. How many people remember making chocolate a long time ago, chocolate milk and stuff like that? Well, if you make chocolate milk, 
You put the uh, chocolate, whether it's the powder or whether it's the liquid form, you put that in the milk, and what would we do? We would stir it up. And when we would stir it up, the molecules that are in the milk would begin to start mixing with the molecules that are in the powder or the liquid, and then they would begin to mingle together till before you know it, the milk would become chocolate through and through. And you stir it up, and you'd be like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But I mean, you also remember that after you would drink it and set it down and then pick it up and drink it and set it down and pick it up and drink it and set it down. When you get to the end down there at the bottom, you see a lot of chocolate down there at the bottom. You be thinking like, dang, what's all this chocolate at the bottom? The chocolate that sits at the bottom is that which because it was no longer stirred, it began to separate from the molecule of the milk and begin to and because it's heavier, it would drop down to the bottom and remain in the bottom of the glass which meant that your milk could have been a lot more chocolatey if you would have continued to stir it up, if you would have drank some and then stirred it some more. Because as you stir it, you also heat it up. And as you heat it up, it allows solid mass to become more liquefied, which makes it easier to be able to mesh together and bond together. What are you talking about, Pastor? As you begin to stand still in the things of God and not move forward into what he has in store for you, when you begin to stop and start to hesitate, what ends up happening is that the word of God, God is placed on the inside of you, will begin to start separating from you in your own mind. And when it separates from you, it will drop down to the bottom and no longer begin to start, if I could put it this way, no longer will it uh, be able to uh, chocolify. <laughs> If I can make up a word, I just did. It, no longer will it uh, chocolify the word, the milk. Yeah, chocolify. I don't start mixing metaphors and got lost someplace. Chocolify the milk, and it will begin to start separating from the milk and then dropping to the bottom. And what ends up happening with us when we don't continuously keep the word stirred up on the inside of us is that that which God said to you will begin to start separating from you. Well, technically speaking, you separate from it. He don't separate from you because God said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. But we, we separate from it. That's why God will give us a word. We'd be excited about it for a while. But if we don't do anything about it, it begins to separate and drop. We read on this second epistle, beloved. I now write unto you in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance. The way you stir up your mind is by remembering. The way you stir up your minds is by remembering. When God puts a word up on the inside of you, the way you stir it up is by remembering that ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets of the commandments of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior. Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers, that's mockers and people who are going to say things contrary, walking after their own lusts and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. For this they willingly are ignorant of, that by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished. But the heavens and the earth which are now by the same word are kept in store. Reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But beloved, be not ignorant of this thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promises, as some men count slackness, but is long suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. 
in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned. Sing, well, we stop right there. We'll be burned up. Now, that's talking, of course, about people who are scoffing and mocking about the return of the Lord. And he's speaking specifically here about Jewish people that will come back to them and talk about it or people who would come back and talk about it. But yet he was telling them, hey, I need you to stay stirred up and reminded of what God said to you. Whether anybody else believes it, whether nobody believes it, I need you to continuously be reminded of what it is that was said. Why? Because otherwise you'll start becoming like them. People who mocked and saying, well, where's your God? I've been, I've been sitting around waiting. I've been waiting on this manifestation that you've been talking about, but I ain't seen no manifestation you're talking about. And begin to start mocking you and saying things to you and reminding you of the fact that God has not yet come through. You know, saying, well, when he going to come? Is it going to be today? Is it going to come tomorrow? When he going to come? Well, you know, just like they, but he said, you know, hey, they just like the ones that back in Noah's day was mocking him also. While Noah was, Noah was a, a preacher of righteousness, saying what it is that God said and doing what God told him to do to be able to establish a place where he would be safe and, every, and God could be able to come through for him too. And he said, just like they was mocking him, they're going to mock you. But remember, there was a day that the rain dropped. And when that rain dropped, it destroyed everything and everybody but the people that did what I told them to do. That's what he's talking about right here. And just like that day occurred, this day is going to occur. Because there's going to come a day where he's going to split the sky. He had promised that he would never destroy the earth by water again, but he would destroy it by fire. He was saying there's going to be a day come where when this fire comes, everything going to melt. But you just make sure that you stay in faith in the meantime, because God's not slack concerning his promises. If he promised something, he going to do it. To you, it might seem like a long time, but to God, a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is like a day. But when we learned previously that you, we need to have patience, knowing that God's going to do what it is he's going to say, and you just keep doing what you're supposed to do in the meantime, you're going to look up and just like a thief in the night, God's going to come and do what he said he's going to do. That's why I, he told you coming into this year that suddenly it's going to start manifesting in the midst of y'all lives. Just keep doing what it is he told you to do. You just keep believing, keep stirring up the faith that's within you because you don't want him to be ready to do what he wants to do for you in your midst of life, in the middle of your life. But the word of faith that he gave you is now separated because of you not continuously stirring it up by remembrance and it is separated from you now he can't do for you what it is he wanted to do why because God wishes that none should perish I want to save everybody but in the meantime you make sure you stay stirred up are you listening to me well I'm using that to give you to let you know that you need to stay stirred up in in remembrance of what it is that God has said to you because if you stay in remembrance of what it is that God said to you it will continuously empower you to do what God told you to do keep on doing what God told you to do as he said do and keep on doing do and keep on doing so that when he shows up as that thief in the night to be able to get you what it is he wants to do for you and come through for you like he wants to come through for you you be found faithful doing what it is that you're supposed to do are you listening to me because you got to do it and keep on doing it are you listening to me the principle that he was trying to teach them there is don't stop doing what it is that god told you to do keep on doing it. Why? Because you don't know when he going to come. You don't know when it's going to happen. But one thing is for certain is that you don't, if you don't have the faith to be able to receive it at the time that he shows up, you're not going to receive it. 
He told us before, this is a spiritual door that's going to have natural manifestations. That in the natural, it might look like nothing has changed. But in the spirit, he's changing everything. So that when you're ready, when the door pop pop, and you can see where it is, just step through it despite your natural circumstances and situation. Does that make sense? God wants you to be put back in remembrance of what he said. Turn back to John chapter 14. St. John chapter 14. We're almost through for the day. Just stay with me a little bit longer. St. John chapter 14. The Lord wants you put in remembrance of what it is that he has said. Because if you stay in remembrance of what he has said, you can rest in the rest that will bring you to rest. St. John chapter 14. The disciples found themselves in a place where they was troubled at one time. Why? Because Jesus was saying that he was about to go back to the Father. But Jesus had promised them a comforter who would be right there with them so that they can calm them down. Let's see what this comforter will do for them. St. John chapter 14, verse 16. Do I want to go to 16? Yeah, 16. St. John chapter 14, verse 16. He says, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. So since he's abiding with you forever, remaining faithful, then you make sure you stay faithful. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. Why that? Because he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. See, he's with you and in you. But see, they, 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 they need to see him. But they don't see him. But you know he's there. And because you know he's there, you're willing to allow him to comfort you. We already learned that that word comforter means comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, and standby. He's there to do all these things for you and something else he wants to do. Verse 26. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I've said unto you. Why would he do that? So that peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you, so that you can let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Why? Because if you do what he tells you to do, then he can come through for you. But you need to be reminded of what he said to you. That's why for almost a whole year, you learn the importance of being able to say what God has to say. Because this year, he told you that you're going to be able to live by what it is that you learned. What did you learn? You learned to speak the word of God. Hear what God has to say. Speak what God has to say. Now that you've learned that, the thing that you learned, do. And do it continuously. Which means this year, you ought to have whatever God says about you whether he's already said it or whether he's going to say it, you ought to write it down and remind yourself about it on a regular basis. Now, I'm going to tell you something. Holy Ghost is going to do it even if you don't do it. He's going to bring you back into remembrance of everything he said. Why? Because he wants to do for you the things he said he'd do. He's not slack concerning his promises. He wants to come through for you, but he's going to put you in remembrance so that you can then, as you are put back in remembrance, you can remain in faith, keeping the door open for him to be able to do for you what he wants to do for you in the midst of your life. He's going to bring it back to your remembrance. But see, not only is he, it should, is he going to bring it back to your remembrance, but you should bring it back to your remembrance yourself. Turn to Psalms 43. Yeah, you should bring it back to your remembrance yourself. Because you can remind yourself. Faith come by hearing, hearing by the word of God. As you hear what it is that God says, then you can be reminded of what he says so that you can step up and receive what he says. And be ready for it when it comes. Because it's coming. Make no mistake about it. It's coming. Hey, man, it's quiet as kept in the spirit. It's already here. 
He needs you to hear so that you can believe, so that you can receive what it is he has in store for you. Psalms 43. Start reading stanza number one. Say, judge me, O God, and plead my case against an ungodly nation. O deliver me from the deceitful and unjust man. For thou art the God of my strength. Why dost thou, excuse me, thou art the God of my strength. Why dost thou cast me off? He doesn't. Why go I mourning because of the oppression of the evil? Because you don't know he ain't casting you off. Oh, send out thy light and thy truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me unto thy holy hill and to thy tabernacles. Then will I go unto the altar of God, unto God my exceeding joy. Yea, unto the harp will I praise him, O God, my God. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Now, this is the question that's asked after he makes it to the holy mountain and the holy hill and, and, and make it to the altar of God and be reminded of the fact that God is there for him. Because see, in the first ones, he's sitting there thinking like, well, God, why are you leaving me out here to be jacked up? But in stanzas three and four, he got himself together and got where he needed to be. That's in the place where he could be reminded of God, see God and see him for how good and how great he is. And as a result of that, stanza number five kicks in where he says, why art thou cast down, O my soul? Question mark. Which means after you see God for who he really is and be reminded of who God is that's right there with you, you'll even question yourself and say, why am I tripping? Because many of us can start tripping in the midst of a circumstance and situation, but it's a demonstration of the fact that you don't see God. See, when Peter first started walking on the water, he was walking unto Jesus, the Bible says. But what ended up happening is that the circumstance and situations changed, which took his focus off of Jesus and onto the circumstance and situation. And because of that, he began to get afraid, began to doubt and began to sink. But yet, if you would stay focused on Jesus, he would realize, man, hey, the same Jesus that got me out of the boat and got me walking toward the water will get me the rest of the way. But many of us feel like we can't make it the rest of the way. We start fainting and falling apart because we take our focus off of him who is there to give you the faith because of his faithfulness is there to give you his faith so that you can become faithful and do what he wants you to do so he can come through for you. But after you see him for who he is, you'll ask yourself the question, why art thou cast down on my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Hope in God. Put your confidence in God. For I shall yet praise him who is the health of my countenance and my God. See, we ought to focus on him so that we can then turn around and begin to start questioning ourselves. Why am I so cast down? Why am I bothered by what's going on around me? Why do I believe that I cannot have what it is that God has clearly said I can have? God will do what he said he's going to do, and God always does come through. Turn to Psalms number 89. We'll close on this one. Here's another one where he was basically stating the same thing. Stanza number one. I will sing of the mercies of the Lord forever. With my mouth will I make known my, thy faithfulness. See, it's with my mouth that I can make known thy faithfulness to all the generations. Now, if I could say it to all the generations, I could flat out say it to myself. If I could tell everybody else about God's faithfulness, I can flat out tell it to myself. See, you got a lot of people. You ever notice people like this? I'm sure you, I'm the only one who noticed people like this. Yeah, some of y'all might have noticed people like this who can tell everybody else the right thing to do. But when it comes time to do it ourselves, we don't know what to say to somebody. 
Amen, amen. We find ourselves in a situation, uh, other people in a situation, we can tell them, oh, trust in God. God's going to come through for you. All you need to do is just focus on the Lord, and he, he'll be that ever-present help in a time of need. Sister, girlfriend, bro, man, you need to trust God. But then when situations and circumstances hit our crib, we'd be like, oh, my goodness, what in, the, what in the world do I do? Well, if you can remind everybody else of God's faithfulness, then why don't you remind yourself of God's faithfulness? You don't need nobody else to, I mean, it's wonderful to have people to call, praise God. It's wonderful to have a place where you can go so that you can be able to know what God has in store for you. But you can tell yourself. Why? Because you've already learned, you've already seen, you've already received. And so since you've already heard what God said he would do, remind yourself of what God said he would do. He said, for I have said mercy shall be built up forever. Thy faithfulness shall thou establish in in the very heavens. So you need to start reminding yourself that God's faithfulness, that God is faithful. I have made a covenant with my chosen. I have sworn unto David my servant. Thy seed will I establish forever and build up thy throne to all generations. See, lie. Oh, he started reminding himself of the covenant that we were talking about earlier, which is the Davidic covenant that where God promised what he was going to do. And he started reminding himself of it and then said, see, lie, which means pause and think about this. This is a it's a it's a, a musical refrain. It's kind of like, you know, let the band play for a second, you know, glory to God. And then they go back to singing. Are you listening to me? Well, it's kind of like let the music play for a second or just stop and think about what it is that you just said. So when you remind yourself about what God has said, think about it for a little while. Bible teaches it about cause it meditation. Whereas we begin to mutter to ourselves and remind to ourselves what God said he's going to do. God said he was going to come through for me. Yeah, he made a covenant with David that said he's going to come through for me. And since God said he's going to come through for me and he came through for everybody else, then he's going to come through for me. Yeah. Yeah, God's going to come through for me. Yeah. And you can even begin to start thinking about the way, yeah, God's going to come through for me. This bill's going to be paid. The way has been made. The pathway's been laid. All I got to do is move forward according to what God has said and what God has done. And I can have what he said. You got you to tell yourself that and remind yourself that. This year, y'all need to remind yourself of what it is that God has said to you. This year, you need to know what God said and remind yourself on a regular basis. Because I'm telling you, I'm not prophesying no doom and gloom. I'm just telling you what's going to be coming into your room. And that's that Satan is going to come and tell you something different than what it is that God has said. But if you remind yourself of what it is that God said, then you will walk on water. You will walk on sea just like Jesus did. You will be able to have your way established just like he had his way established. Well, that's all the way I have time for today. We trust that you are blessed for what the word of God has to say. Hope that you're seeing that our God does open doors for us that nobody else can shut on us. Doors that he opens so that we can receive what he wants and has prepared for us. Hope that you're not only seeing that it's true that God really does open doors of opportunity for me and you, but I also hope that you're learning the importance of walking through the doors that God opens for me and you. Otherwise, it'll be just like God never opened the doors that he opened for me and you. And that which he opened the door for us to get will never be got by me and you. I hope that it won't be said of me, and I hope that that won't be said of you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. 
If you're in or visiting San Antonio and surrounding areas, come on by and visit us at Word of Faith. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up when you to the church and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. When you get the chance, check out our website. It's at WOFSA.com. That's the first letters of Word of Faith San Antonio. That's WOFSA.com. You'll be blessed when you do, I guarantee you. And don't forget, saints, make sure that you're in church on Sunday. If you're not at work, every child of God needs to be in their father's house on Sunday. There's no substitute for being in church, fellowshipping with other believers, and worshiping God in the house of God. I believe that every born-again believer should say what the psalmist said when he said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So, if you can be in church on Sunday, then be in church on Sunday. You'll be blessed when you do, I guarantee you. And to all of you who've been a blessing to us by sending words of encouragement by letter or email to us, sharing with us that you've been blessed by the messages and that you're praying for us, I want to say to all of you, thank you. And to all of you who've been so kind to send financial offerings in support of our ministry, we want to say to all of you from the bottom of our heart, thank you. The Bible said, God is not mine. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he so reap. Well, since all of you have been such a tremendous blessing to all of us, writing words of encouragement to us, praying for us, and even sending financial support to us, we know that God's not going to be mocked concerning you. He's going to do what he said in his word that he would do. That is, make sure you reap what you've sown. So, we thank God in advance for all the blessings that are coming your way because of your being a blessing that you've been to all of us. May God richly bless all of you for blessing us as we endeavor to do what God has called us to do. That is to be a blessing to a blessed people like you. So once again, thank you for being a blessing. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast next week for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you next week. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.